0: not spiritual. We must understand that we must be big about reaching out. If we study the book of Acts, we will clearly see uh, that uh, the book of Acts was about spreading Christianity through the major cities. Following, if we follow Paul's journey and walk with Paul, he would have taken us through Corinth and Ephesus and Colossae. And all these other places, one after another, and he was doing nothing but preaching the gospel and telling people about the the good news about Jesus Christ. Now, I'm not saying that you have to leave what you're doing and then begin to go out in the streets. No, I am saying opportunity to do that is all around you every day. There is opportunity to tell somebody about the gospel, the good news about the Lord Jesus Christ. It is, I don't understand how we have the good news, and we are so reserved about it. and the world has bad news, and they tell the bad news in a good way, we tell the good news in a bad way. <laughs> <laughs> now we've got to change, and begin to really understand that what we have is not just some news what we have is the nearly too good to be true news that's called the gospel the good news that jesus christ died for the sins of humanity and they don't need to die in their sins again they don't need to die in their sins they need to receive jesus you see the Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 hello yeah. No most people go to hell because of their sin yeah. just like nobody should die of malaria but then you ask the question why do people die of malaria mm. the moment because we understand that malaria has a remedy but when people are detached from the remedy of malaria they are most. It is not the malaria that killed them per se, it is the detachment from the treatment of yeah. malaria. Yeah. The, yeah. the solution for sin mm-hmm. is already there. Mm-hmm. There is not a single sin that Jesus didn't die for. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus is not going to come back and say, Oh my God, this one is a new
1: one. <laughs> I
0: don't think my blood was sufficient. Let me come back and die again and say, You see, I just died for you. So now that sin has been dealt with you. No. Jesus dealt with sin once and for all. And then he entered the Holy of Holies and presented his blood, which was We're so in with so the sin problem has already been taken care of. Jesus is the solution. Amen. 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 So, as we have entered into this era where the world is shaped by the city, it is time for the church to determine by the power and the love of the Spirit to shape the city. Nobody is going to shape the city except me. Hallelujah. Amen. And we understand that a city, every city has a culture. And the culture of a city could either be toxic to drive people to that direction or it could be a good culture to drive people to the right direction. And I will break it down that even every church has a culture. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let me break it down again. The word culture comes from the Latin word cultus. Mm -hmm. It is from that word cultus where we get the word cult, which simply means to worship. Cult doesn't mean a false religion. Cult simply means worship in the Latin language. That's also where we get the word cultivate. It's also where we get the word, I believe the word agriculture actually comes from there. Glory to God. Our culture is very important and significant. We need to understand that God is big on culture. Actually, the Bible is culture written, the Bible does have. It didn't ignore the culture of the time. Mm -hmm. It just (coughs) runs against the bad practices of the culture. Glory to God. So our culture is important because our culture cultivates who or what we worship, which has an effect on our identity and how we do our work.
2: Mm -hmm. Let me bring it. It's It's
0: good. good. We need to understand God's biggest... (coughs) act of worship is not in our singing. There is nothing wrong with our singing, But the biggest act of worship is actually work. When God created man, God <coughs> put him... You see, God was the first one to work. The Bible says that God planted a garden. So if you're trying to do farming, you better connect to God, because he was the first farmer. Yeah. <laughs> he planted a garden. Glory to God in the east of Eden, and then God created a man, put him in the garden, and He told him to till it and to keep it. Those were the instructions of God: till that land and keep it. That was God's instruction. In other words, the greatest act of worship is through our work. That is what the Hebrews, the word the Hebrews call a but it is actually pronounced a verb, which simply means to work as an act of worship. In other words, to God, work and worship are actually the same
2: thing. Hello. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: when you're working, you're actually worshiping. Mm.
2: Oh, I know It's good, bro. It's
0: good. I need to sing a hallelujah song for me to <laughs> feel Oh my God, his presence is here. I feel the goosebumps. <laughs> actually, without the goosebumps, you're still there. their places of work is an act of worship, they would have been more diligent to work.
1: Mm.
0: Glory to God. Mm. So, we understand now that the greatest act of worship is work. God put man in the garden to manage it. Glory to God. So, why is work the greatest act of worship? Because work provides us with this unique ability to show the world the profoundness of our walk with our God on a daily basis and how we glorify him from Monday to Saturday. Amen. Sunday isn't really the only day we should worship God. So, I have news for you: Church is not what we have just on Sunday. Church is what takes place from Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Sunday we come to celebrate the the the. the We come to celebrate the collection of all our worship through the week. So I suggest to you to have a clear understanding. The church does not begin on Sunday at 10 a.m. Whenever the time you begin worship. Church begins on Monday. said, not with the wisdom of man, but with the wisdom of God. He came, he said, to demonstrate the power of God. And he said, he came not to display the wisdom of man, but the wisdom of God. And so, deep on the inside of you is the Spirit of God. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 4, verse 4, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. If your mind is set to it, you will spirit. So by the spirit of God you can actually easily begin to reach out to those you say are difficult. Those are the ones that Jesus died for. They may not accept Christ the same day you approached them. Neither did you. Some of you here were stubborn and you ran and you criticized. But God had a hold of your life because he knew where you're going. I mean think about Paul. Paul was so radical that he actually went on a spree to about that guy than about COVID. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Hello? Glory to God. And that such was Paul. Paul was a complicated gentleman. He was educated. He was high and he was proud.
1: Hello? Mm-hmm.
0: And yet it is that on his way to Damascus to take out believers, mm. where the Christ found him, and he tells his own testimony when he's talking to Agrippa in Acts chapter twenty-six. But this happened in Acts chapter nine, and he says, "Oh King Agrippa, I was not I was not deaf to the heavenly calling." He said, "At midday, I saw a light. At midday, that is the brightest time of the day. At midday, I saw a light, and he fell off his donkey." And then he heard a voice, the Lord said, Paul, Paul, why do you persecute me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? I mean, that was just one of the greatest mm-hmm. revelations. Instantly, how did he know that was the Lord? Mm-hmm. Who are you, Lord? Why did he say, Who are you, right? <laughs> well, it still makes sense, but he just said, Who are you, Lord? Mm-hmm. He found somebody who was more stubborn than him, mm-hmm. put him down <laughs> from his donkey, from yeah. his horse, yeah. and he submitted. By saying, Lord. Mm. And then the Lord said, I am Jesus. When you persecute, it is hard to kick against the bricks. Can you believe when somebody persecutes you as a believer, they actually persecute the Christ himself? Hello? Mm. Praise the Lord. Culture is something we have to understand if we are going to take the gospel to the city, if we are going to win the city, and shape ourselves so that we are ready to receive those that are coming, glory to God, we must understand that our realize. When people come in, they wonder why they don't fit in. Sometimes people may not fit in because our culture is preventing them from doing that. Mm -hmm. So, because we understand what our goal is and who our master is, we must therefore be clear about the culture we are creating and always have a thermometer to monitor our culture. We must always be aware whether the culture
2: good. good.
0: We need to keep that in mind. Always take a temperature reading of our culture. Mm -hmm. Mm. What is happening in this place? It is culture and not vision or strategy. Because that is our church growth uh, method. What is your vision? What is your strategy? Without understanding what our culture is. Mm we can have the most powerful strategy, the most powerful vision, and still remain in the same level. Mm. But that's what, what God wants for us. Mm-hmm. Amen. Right. Culture is the most powerful factor in any church or organization. It determines the receptivity of the members or the employees to new ideas, it unleashes or dampens creativity, it builds or corrodes enthusiasm, and it creates a sense of pride or deep encouragement about working or being involved there. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, the culture of an organization, particularly churches, it shapes individual morale, teamwork, effectiveness, and other outcomes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Our outcome in this place will not be haphazard. Mm -hmm. So how did you get here? Oh, I don't know. (laughs) No, now we know. The culture is there. It gets us to where we're going. Mm-hmm. Culture is like the lion. Strategy and vision is just like meat. And the lion can eat the meat anytime. <laughs> so we have to understand, if we are going to be transformed into the lion, we have to understand that that lion is culture. Glory to God. Sometimes we keep thinking that we're going to transform ourselves by just changing our, our vein. No, we have to transform into what God wants us to be. Mm-hmm. That's why someone rightly said, this, said something this way. And I, he said, I knew a guy in Uganda who was dealing with silence. And then he said to himself, he said, you know, is not working. Let me go to the UK. I think life is more vibrant there. And he went there he said nine days later i found him doing the same thing at the same level Mm. because he thought maybe if i go to another place then it's going to be better. now that's why they say, if you are a lizard here you will be a lizard everywhere but Mm. if you uh, want to do some big things you need to transform yourself from a lizard to a crocodile Mm -hmm. so that you'll be able to do something bigger glory to god Mm -hmm. Hello. Ma'am. Hello. It is important for us to understand how big our culture is. Our culture, if we don't have the right culture and the enabling system, the negative culture of the organization will defeat our strategy. And I say that with all humility because I know this place is full of strategists and visionaries and men that can prepare on people and by speech of the strategy will be. Hell. So to help, to help you uncover the nature of our, the existing culture and to identify the steps of change, we can examine the full range of our culture health. And we need to, from what inspires to what is toxic. Insight into our culture is important and the crucial step to change. Let us look at the landscape. In the past decade or so, dozens of books have been, and countless articles have been written about the importance of corporate culture. But relatively few churches and non-profit organizations have taken the necessary steps to assess and correct and change their culture. First, we need to understand that what we mean by the word organizational culture. And I will say this, it is the personality of that church. Every church has a personality. This church has one too. I don't know it because I haven't been here long enough. But for those of you who have been here long enough, you most definitely know. Or if you don't, then you must be able to take that to account and find out what is the personality of our church. See, organizational culture includes tangibles and intangibles. The things we see and the things we don't see. Those are all very important. The, the things we see are easy to deal with. The way we dress, the way we behave. You know, the look of the corporate office and you know the posters on the wall and all that. that that's easy to see. What's not easy to see is what is not tangible. And many times, culture is the silent person in the so silent and it becomes so subtle because we actually pass by it we do it but we don't know why we're doing it. hello so we must be intentional because we're preparing to reach out to the city and god has given us a place in this city and i believe prophetically may i say that this church is really the model church of the next generation, of the next level. <clears throat> I think <throat> the reason why I said because of the diversity in this church. Because the city is changing so quickly. When I was young, church, you, we, I'm telling you, when Pastor Gary Skinner came, I think Pastor Gary Skinner and, uh, what was that other pastor? he just passed away. No, no, no. He, on that hill, I'm, I'm going to listen. Lazy. He, he, was, he was at, at uh, the Sheraton at that time, and then Pastor Garrison. Those were the only two English-speaking churches in the city. So, if you wanted to listen, to, to hear the gospel, you had to learn Uganda. Huh. You had to speak Uganda, because every church, every corner, that was all that there was. <coughs> and then, change began to come slowly and then there are those that god will use as apostolic figures like the laziness and and the, and the garrisons of this world and they began to deposit something making it easy for people like us to be here today is because of people like them that laid the foundation and god began to go before you to clear the way then came along Kampala international church but the foundation had been laid so right now we are laying the Of the next generation, of the next level, the next level church in this country is going to look like this because we can no longer keep the church locked to locals, we have to open it to everybody, international church. Mm -hmm. We We are locally placed, but we have to think globally. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Mm, That's
2: good. I need to know what time I... Was, I wasn't told, so I need no. to... Know. No, we another five, I there, another five, five, ten. Uh, ten. Ten, ten, you go through it. Yeah, that's nice. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> so, uh, we have to understand that the intangibles of culture are really powerful. They are silent. And yet they can kill us or heal us, make us more effective or ineffective. So, if we change our culture... We will change everything. And that's what Paul's assignment is. He's assigned to worship the city and to change the culture. To turn the mental idol worship to the worship of Jesus Christ. And he was. is the fire. the organization's values, their beliefs, their assumptions, and stated or unstated. What and how success is celebrated, how problems are solved. Oh, let me just say that, that's not the Bible, it sounds for so free. <laughs> Believers don't really know at what point they should celebrate. Did you know it's important to know when to celebrate? can you imagine people trying to play football without (laughs) goals because one they wouldn't know when a goal has been scored Mm -hmm. but you see the men up there they people, we need to know when to celebrate. And I will give you one time when it's good to celebrate. The Bible says there is joy in heaven mm. when a soul comes oh, yeah. to Christ. There is God. So that means every time you see a sinner coming to Christ, when you see a person coming to Jesus, mm. that is a really, really, really
2: good time to It's good. It's good. It's important. Mm.
0: It comes. Because on that day someone was born.
2: <laughs> mm. Mm. It's good Hello.
0: I'm mm. saying all this because we need to be effective. There's no two ways around it. Mm. Our church, this church, must become effective. Mm. In the way we do our things, in our outreach, we must be effective. Mm. It is therefore important to keep a, a, a thermometer, as I said, on our couch. a culture and many times the culture is camouflage and many leaders confuse that word culture with vision and strategy but they're different mm-hmm. <clears throat> we can be a vision and strategy if our culture is yak we're not going to be vision and strategy usually focus on products services and the outcomes but culture is about people mm, it's good it's about people the most valuable asset in the church in or an organization is the people is it's people the way the people are treated the way they treat their peers and their response to their leaders is the air people breathe if that air is clean and healthy, people thrive, mm-hmm. and the organization will succeed. Mm-hmm. But to the extent that it is toxic, mm-hmm. the energy subsides, creativity lives, mm-hmm. and conflict multiplies, mm-hmm. and productivity declines. Mm-hmm. Such should be our testimony. Mm-hmm. The inputs into culture, into cultural systems, include the stories that surround The church's experience, Mm -hmm. the experience of those that are inside it, the shared goals and responsibilities, respect and care for people, balance between bold leadership and listening and clear and regular communication. The outcome includes the reputation of the leader, the reputation of the church, and the attractiveness of that church to the prospectus members. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: They're all depending on our culture. Glory to God. Mm. Mm. A positive culture will help us to change the people we're trying to reach out to. And I'm saying all this because I believe God is preparing us for a new move. God is preparing us to be effective in our places of work, to be effective where we are, to be effective to those that are around us. So we must shape um, our culture. So the. The shape of an organization culture begins at the top, the leader's leader's integrity, the competence and the care for the members creates the environment where people excel or not. In his book, The Five Dysfunctions of a a Team, Patrick uh, Linsolu uh, observes that trust is the most powerful trait in shaping a positive culture. And the trust thrives on being honest or honesty. He writes that when there is an absence of trust, it stems from a leader's unwillingness to be vulnerable with the group, and leaders who are not genuine, uh, uh, sorry, leaders who are not genuinely open with one another about their mistakes and weaknesses make it impossible to build the foundation of trust. So allow me to emphasize this point that if any if, if and when a church changes its culture, it indeed changes everything. A healthy culture inspires and stimulates all Church members to give their best because they are convinced that their idea will be valued in a creative, supportive environment. People are less threatened by their own mistakes and by yeah. others' failures because problems are viewed through different lenses. They become opportunities for growth, and not for condemnation. Not for God.
2: good. Okay. You.
0: When they begin to grow, people will make mistakes. But when they realize that they are not being condemned, mm-hmm. then they will know that there is love in the place, mm. and then those will be opportunities for growth Then Mm -hmm. we can have a testimony because their eyes will open to something they never saw. Mm -hmm. They will say, I was blind but now I see. Mm -hmm. I was rejected but now I'm loved. Because Mm -hmm. now they feel they're accepted Mm -hmm.
2: in the It's good. It's Mm -hmm. good. Glory Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. God. Ladies
0: and gentlemen, get ready to be changers in this city. Get ready to be influencers of this city. Mm -hmm. Get ready for this new mandate to reach out to this city. Get ready because there are people looking for a church mm. and they are not fitting in because they haven't found the model church. And this is it for them. Mm. There are people who will never give their life to Jesus until they come into contact with this church. Mm. Until they come into contact with Him. That is not to say there are no other churches. That is to say their destiny is with us. Glory mm. to God. Mm. Okay. God bless you so much. All right.
2: That's brilliant. I haven't had a chance to even meet Fred yet. So uh, it's fun to meet you up here. I've heard so many great things and I can see why. Um, guys, that's, that just speaks so truthfully to us as a church at the moment. As you know, we've been doing the culture series the last few weeks. We've been defining our culture. And having someone come from the outside and just, just speak the truth of that into us, it's just, I'm, I'm excited. I've listened to to that many times. So just to remind you very quickly, I want Fred to pray for us as a church in a minute. But just to remind you, We've been looking at family as one of our cultures, discipleship, worship, authenticity, and honor. And in the next few weeks, we'll be looking at some of the goals of the church. So one of those goals is around missional communities. And that's about uh, culture changing um, uh, organizations, groups of people that will go and impact particularly this location, Kirti Lviv, but I also strongly believe in the years to come, there are influences that will go on and not really impact Uganda, the nations the boundaries of this country yeah so i don't know i'm super excited i look around and just see the potential of the room and what god's going to do culture is so critical culture eats strategy for breakfast as one person wants it okay we are define. so my question for you uh, when you go home this week is again to ask you what's the culture of your life what's the culture of your home if i was a fly on the wall and watched your week what would that culture be what's the culture of the areas you influence in the workplace the teams you lead, the people you relate to, what are the words that define you And is that kingdom-centred and kingdom-focused? All right, so that's the that's challenge. Um, but I, also, I want to just give Fred a chance to pray for us. We stand as a church. I'm um, just going to pray for us, play, uh, Just go to a place of receiving. So, so just close your eyes, engage with God, okay, and just be comfortable. And for us, i just love Fred to just speak, just pray that into being, that kingdom culture. Thanks, man.
0: Heavenly Father, we bless you and thank you for this congregation. Thank you for everyone that is uh, represented in this place because, Lord, they are a axe in your hand. They are powerful men and women in this place that are about to reach out to their neighbors, to their uh, peers, to their workplace, their workmates. And I thank you, Lord, because you give them the, uh, the fire. You give them the ability, the grace, the anointing by the Holy Ghost. We thank you because they will preach Christ in a profound way unashamed of the gospel of the of the gospel of jesus christ we thank you lord because they will be excellent at their places of work and they will reach out that there will be centers of attention so that they could uh, speak out for christ i pray you protect them give them the grace give them the anointing give them uh, the 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 courage to reach out to the people As we begin to change the culture in this place, the culture of honor, the culture of a a systematic Uh, grace to reach out to your people. Whatever the culture we're shaping in this place, Father, we pray that you give the grace for that to be affected and to be effective in that. That we will reach out to this city as our name is Kampala and we'll reach out beyond uh, international church. We'll reach out beyond uh, the boundaries of this nation. We thank you, Lord, because you have given us a place of influence in this city. And we thank you, Lord, because people will begin to notice the grace of God upon this place. And they'll begin to respond to that grace. May we be an answer to the people outside there. May we be a solution to the people outside there. May we be a blessing to the people outside there. That the name of Jesus Christ may be glorified. We give you praise and glory and honor in the mighty, majestic name of Jesus Christ.
2: Great guys. So, um, at the end of the service, have an amazing week. Take a chance to get to know someone you've never met before. Encourage them. Uh, Call out their names in Christ. Love them well. Um, We still have no coffee on the afraid with the COVID. I know you're missing that Starbucks experience. Uh, It will come back one day. But have a great week. Great to have you as visitors. Thanks for joining us. I hope you enjoy. Cheers.